0: Hello, so for this podcast I am going to read a poem that I wrote when I was 18 years old when I was first coming to terms with my identity and my reality as a biracial woman and this poem has really been a baseline for me for the last four years until now senior year um, I have gone back and forth feeling different ways around my identity, but this poem really helps me come back to center. My mom always calls me a mutt. Her voice softening with love as my skin became darker and my nose became tinier, made of everything. She'd say, no one can define you, Your are history's baby. My mom always calls me a mutt. And as I grew that became less okay, my presence is met with faces of confusion, what are you? That quintessential question that never goes away because you are so pretty for a brown girl, they say. Your skin shows red in the sun, what are you? My skin. No, my skin glows in the sun, my skin glows red and it is beautiful and gorgeous and I am strong with my cinnamon swirl of skin. You have freckles on your cheeks, but your tongue speaks with an accent. What are you? I don't know what to think. Why are you? My mom always called me a mutt. But hard as I search on the paperwork for mutt, it isn't there. Check one box. White, black, Asian, Hawaiian, American, Indian, or other. My eyes stare so hard, they begin to water. What am I? Do I call myself a white girl? With half the blood of my mom, someone taught by her and raised her ways, what does it mean to be a white girl or American Indian? That which half the blood that flows to the swirl of my body belongs to, or do I say I'm an other? My mom always called me a mutt. My brown family says my skin is too dark. Their voices are laced with laughter as they ask, why do you talk so weird? My papa got out. They don't know what to think. They call me a coconut. On my white side, I talk too much about race. They don't understand. They erase my brown. I am their granddaughter. Smart, happy, talkative, next in line, one of a kind. They don't see my color. If you just work hard enough, they say you can overcome anything. A mutt. My mom would tell me is a beautiful mixture of everything. She said I was a rainbow, a brown-skinned, brown-eyed, freckled child of the earth. (laughs) But the white girls threw rocks at me because I looked dirty. My friends told me I looked unique, that being seen with me made them look interesting. My grandfather told me I was a person of color. That color was white. My abuela said that if I had come out white, she would never have spoken to me. What am I? My mom always called me a mutt. Deep in my cinnamon skin, I find the experiences of my ancestors, both the colonizers and the deeply colonized, the ones oppressing and the deeply oppressed. Your history's baby, my mom would say. But what box do I check? My white part says, do not appropriate struggles that are not yours. Do not call yourself a person of color. My brown part says, I cannot be white. Erase the brownness from my skin. That is a sacred part of who I am. My ancestors fought for me. I will not finish the colonization of my own body. That poem has been a touch point of my college experience. I've performed it throughout college, memorized it, put it in video, and I always feel the truth of that poem after I read it. It's really interesting being biracial and coming to terms with the different pieces of me, especially when one piece is native and one piece is, is white. And and that's a journey I'm still on and I'll be on for the rest of my life. So. Uh, I wanted to record this and put it on this podcast because I felt like it really had pieces of me throughout my life that have been processing points. Fishies, baby. so thank you for listening to to this poem and this podcast and i'll see you next time